Have you ever regretted not making room for something? Like, have you ever regretted not making room for, for, for something? Now, here's why I think about this. A few weeks ago, my wife and I, we went on a date. Hello. Uh, we didn't have any kids, and we went to our favorite restaurant. Uh, we, some, uh, we had a few people give us some gift cards to, to all-you-can-eat sushi, everybody. Let's go. Hey, and so if you enjoy eating, you, you know this, that there is no better place to eat than an all-you-can-eat. Come on. Like, I, if, if I'm going to go out to eat, I want to go to a place where, where I can eat everything as much as I want. And so, so we went to uh, this, this all-you-can-eat sushi restaurant, and it was delicious. But here's the problem. If you've ever been to an all-you-can-eat restaurant, you know the rules. You do not want to eat before you go there. In fact, you, you, you probably don't want to eat the entire day because you want to make room in your stomach so you can consume everything. And so I have one goal in mind whenever I go to an all-you-can-eat restaurant, and I have one goal, and it's this. I want them to regret the day that I walk through that door. Because I want them to know this dude is about to put it down. So, so normally I, when I go to, to an all-you-can-eat place, I don't eat beforehand so that when I get there, I just, I just, I just eat everything. This day in particular, though, I, it was a long day. I worked out hard. It was just one of those days where eating just helps everything, you know? And so before we went to dinner, I had a burrito. I had a bagel. And, uh, and so there was just, I didn't have any room in my stomach. So my wife and I, we get to uh, this all-you-can-eat restaurant, and uh, I'm ordering sushi, and I, and I ordered less than what I usually order. My wife's like, you're not going to order more? And I said, no, I'm fine. I, I just, you know, carbs, carbs. <laughs> you know, like, I'm not going to do it. I'm just not going to do it. I'm just not going to do it. And so, so, uh, so we're eating, right? And then the, here's the sushi right on, on, on the table, and I hit that wall, you know, like when, you, when you're eating and then you just can't eat anything else. And I hit it, like I hit the wall and there's like still some rolls left on the plate. And I never do this. I said, baby, I'm full. She said, you're full? I was like, yeah, I don't have any room to consume anything else. And she's like, okay, okay. Um, and we went home. Guys, God is my witness. Around 10 o'clock at night, I'm watching Netflix. I mean, I'm praying and fasting for you guys. And, uh, and, and I'm, I'm sitting there watching Netflix, 10 at night. And I'm like, man, I wish I finished those rolls. You ever been there? You're like, God, I could really eat those five pieces of sushi left. I'm just, Saturday morning, I wake up. I'm like, man, I really wish I ate that. And like this whole, the whole day, like I am regretting this idea that I didn't make room to consume more sushi. Now, here's why I bring this up, everybody, is because what I have discovered in the Christmas story, which the youth so eloquently read to us this morning, what I discovered is that this Christmas story is a story of individuals that was willing to make room in their life for baby Jesus. Here's what I mean. We, we have Mary. 
Good old Mary, she's doing her own thing. An angel appears to her, and she's like, and then the angel's like, Mary, you are pregnant. And Mary's like, what? And yet she was willing to, to trust what the angel was saying, and, and, and she, was, she was willing to make room for this baby Jesus. Joseph, Joseph was willing to make room for this baby Jesus. Joseph had it hard because Joseph, he had to have his girl come and like, she was like, hey, uh, so Joseph, I'm pregnant, but don't worry, it's God's. You know, like that makes a difference. And, um, and, and, and so, 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 so here is, here is uh, Joseph and Joseph's like, man, I'm just going to divorce her. This is not like, I don't even want to deal with this. And an angel talked to Joseph and was like, Joseph, you got to stick with it. You got to make room for Jesus in your life. And Joseph, he ends up making room for Jesus. The Magi or the wise men, they traveled from the east all the way to, uh, to, to Judea. They, they traveled days to get there. They, they covered miles to get there. They were willing to make room in their schedule to show up to where Jesus was. The shepherds, the shepherds were willing to make room for Jesus. Here they are, the shepherds, they're shepherding. They got the graveyard shift, everybody, and they're, they're tired. They're like, when can I go home and sleep? And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, an angel's like, Poof, appears, and they're like, behold, behold, behold. They're like, ah! They're freaked out. And so here's this, these angels, and they're like, this baby Jesus is, 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 is born. And they were willing to make time in their schedule to go visit the baby. And so what I want you to see this morning is that this story is full of individuals who were willing to make room in their life for this baby, this baby Jesus. Now, I want to submit to you this morning that the reason why I believe they were willing to make room for Jesus was because they understood at some level the value associated with Jesus. They understood the value of the moment. In fact, I would like to say it this way, value is vital. Like what you value is vital because what you value sets the precedence to what, what, you, um, what, what, what you find important. What you value, I'll say that again, what you value sets precedence to what you prioritize. So I remember a while back, I told my, my team, I said, I said, if, I, if, we, if we're going to do something and if I'm like, hey, can you do this or will you do this? Like, don't tell me that you don't have time. Just tell me it's not a priority. Because what, what you value, you set time for what you value, you make room for. And so Joseph, Mary, shepherds, magi, they were willing to make room for Jesus in this moment. But can I say something? Like, it's kind of awkward. It's, it's, a, it's, a, bit, it's a bit awkward. Because though we celebrate these, these individuals, did you realize that there was like one individual who, who was notoriously go down for the one person that didn't make room for Jesus? 
You know what I'm saying? Like everybody else in this story, everybody else and their mama, they made room. Except this one person. We read about him in Luke chapter 2 in verse 7. It'll pop up on the screen, I think. Yes. And this is this. And she, she being Mary, gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in a swaddling, in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. Okay, so Joseph, Joseph, he, he, he's with Mary. They're headed to his hometown, Bethlehem, to, for the census. And while they are there, while they're in Bethlehem, Mary is like, Joe, I'm about to have this baby right now. And Joe's like, oh, my gosh. So Joe, he, he goes to this, this inn, and he's like, um, my baby's mama's about to have a baby. <laughs> like, like, I, I need a room. She, she has to deliver somewhere. And what I love about Luke is that he, he is very intentional with letting us know that baby Jesus had to be born in a manger because someone at the inn refused to make room for him in the inn. There was someone in, 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 in this, whoever it was at the end, they, they, they were like, hey, I'm sorry, Joseph. I would love to help you out, but there is no room for you, you, or your baby in this place. There's no room. Now, many scholars, many, many historians, they debate on what this this inn really was. So some, some are like, hey, this inn was like an inn-inn, so like a Motel 6. Then there's other people who are like, no, this inn, it was more of like a guest house of a family member. And, 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 and there's this debate of what type of inn was it? Can I propose to you this morning that what type of inn it was is irrelevant? Because what, whatever type of inn it was, they both came to the same conclusion that there was no room for Jesus in this place. There was no room for Jesus in the inn. There was uh, the inn inn, or there was no room for Jesus in the guest house. Either way, they were saying, hey, there was no room in the inn. And, and, and I wonder, I wonder if the reason in which there was no room in the inn, whether it was an inn inn or whether it was a a guest house, I, I wonder if the reason why there was no room in the inn was because whoever the innkeeper was didn't understand the value of the birth that was about to take place. Like, like I wonder if, I wonder if the, whoever the innkeeper was, if, if the reason why he was easily, easily said there's no room for you here was because he didn't understand the value of Jesus. And remember, what you value sets the precedence to what you prioritize. And so I, I wonder if this, if, if, if this, this, uh, this, this innkeeper was like, there's, there's no room because you don't understand, because he didn't understand the value. I, I begin to wonder, like I wonder if, I wonder if the innkeeper, if he understood the value of this baby, if he would make room for, if he would have made room for, for baby Jesus. Like, I wonder if, 
If this innkeeper understood that this baby would eventually grow into a man that would lay hands on blind eyes and the blind could see, I wonder if then he would have seen the value of this baby and made room. Like, I wonder if this innkeeper, when he saw that this baby would eventually grow up to become a man that would stand on a boat in the middle of a storm, command the storm to stop, I wonder if then he would have been able to see the value of this baby. Like, I wonder if this innkeeper, when this baby was, if this innkeeper saw this baby and understood that when this baby grew to become a man, that one day he would stand in front of a grave of a dead man, and he would say, Lazarus, come forth, and what was dead, that now was alive, came out of the grave. Like, I wonder if the innkeeper understood the value of this baby, if he would then change his mind. I wonder if, I wonder if the innkeeper, if he knew that this baby would eventually grow to become a man that would live a sinless life, die a criminal's death for someone as messed up as me. If he would have understood the value of what this baby, of who this baby was. See, because what you value sets the precedence of what you prioritize. I wonder what would happen if he understood the value of this baby. In fact, not only do I wonder if that, I, like, I, I also wonder this idea, like, would he, did he have any regrets that he didn't make room for this baby. Can I submit to you this morning that if this innkeeper made room for the baby Jesus, your nativity scene would look different? Like your nativity scene wouldn't be like a little barn. It would be like a Motel 6. Like, just, like you would have a Motel 6 in your house, everybody. Like, I wonder if he... He would have any regret that he would have been able to say the Savior of the world was born in room 777 <laughs> at my end. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wonder if there was any regret that he didn't make any room because at first he didn't see any value. But by the time he saw value, it was too late. And it got me thinking. In this story of Christmas, as we have those, Joseph, Mary, the Magi, the shepherds that were willing to make room. And then there's this innkeeper who didn't make room. My question to you this morning is who do you want to be? Do you want to be these people that made room for Jesus? Do you want to be this person who didn't make room for Jesus? See, my hope for each and every one of us, those that are online, those that are in here this morning, that we would make room for Jesus in 2024. That we would make room in our lives for Jesus 
to do whatever he wants to do in our life. But in order for us to do that, you first have to understand the value in this Jesus. And as I'm wrapping up, here, here's what I think is very important. That was a beautiful, high-pitched <laughs> scream. Oh, <laughs> I learned you affirm it, man. It's, <laughs> that my, my, my question is, so, so maybe you're here this morning and you're like, you're like, John, I don't understand fully the value of Jesus. Here's the great news. This is great news. I don't think Joseph, Mary, the Magi, or the shepherds fully understood either. I don't think they fully understood, but I think what they did was they were like, there might be something to this. There, there might be something to this baby Jesus that I'm making room in my life for. And they were willing to do it. And so here's what I'm asking you this morning. You, you may not fully understand the, the value of today, the value of baby Jesus. You may not fully understand how, how he would grow to die for your sins and for my sins. You may not fully understand the idea that John 10, 10 says that he came that you would have life and life to the fullest. You, you may not fully comprehend and understand that ideal right now, but I'm asking you, maybe, just maybe, can you say, it's worth a try. I don't understand it, but I'm a, what else is there? See, some of you, you tried everything. You've tried everything to fill your hope. You've tried everything to fill your joy. You've tried everything to fill your peace. Because you thought those things, because you valued those things. But this morning, I want to submit to you that if you can see the value, even just if it's a smidge, the value of what Jesus has for you, that maybe in this next year that you would prioritize him and you would say, Jesus, I'm making room in my life 